Aloha, all you beautiful people out there, and welcome to a new episode of the podcast, Just Saying. It's me again, Jessica Steiner, and I'm talking today with a really special guest. Her name is Samantha Vax, and she is all the way from Hawaii. (laughs) I am so happy that she and I connected and that I was able to get her story. It's such a good one, super inspiring, and I hope that it inspires you all as well. So I can't wait for you guys to hear about her. Also, I just wanted to make sure that you are taking advantage of the Bomb Bash and Early special that Danielle has so graciously put together for specifically for the Just Sayin' listener. All you have to do is mention Just Saying when placing your order with Bombash and Early, and you will receive a free bar of soap. Get that Christmas list going or just get some goodies for yourself. Mention Just Saying when you order from Bombash and Early, and you will get a free bar of soap. So now, let's get the new episode started. Welcome to a new podcast episode of Just Saying. It's me again, your host, Jessica Steiner. And I'm chatting today with Samantha Vax, the Earth Mother. She is another girl boss out there doing her thing that I was fortunate enough to connect with uh, through Instagram. And she does life coaching and soulful astrology. Live your life beyond mediocrity and reactivate your inner freedom. Hey, Samantha, how are you? I'm doing well, Jess. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I am so glad you agreed to do my podcast and talk with me today because you have inspired me. And I think by having you on this episode, hopefully you can inspire our listeners as well. Um, I had a session with you maybe about two months or so ago, I would say. and you know, Samantha's energy is just so high, you know, it's such, I felt such a connection with you right away. And it felt genuine. And I'm all about vibes and energy and feelings. I'm an empath. (laughs) So, you know, I could just tell that meeting you was just the right thing. And I was on my right path. So, and also just since meeting you, I've connected with some other soulful women. Um, and my circle of, of woke women just keeps growing. Um, and I love it. And just thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really what it's about. That's really about, I, for me, that's really what the coaching industry is about is to connect empowered people with each other. I mean, that is the tribe that we really talk about in spirituality of like the support system that we have. And, you know, where can I find resources? 
the resources are really through the keys and the locks that we hold within ourselves. And when we make those connections or those networking solutions with other people, especially empowered people who are on maybe the same or similar journeys as us, it feels so refreshing because those keys that we have inside us unlock parts of other people and vice versa. And so when we're able to discover those pieces of ourselves through other people as the mirror, we are one, I think it's such a beautiful process. And so I'm so thankful to have worked with you and really honored to be able to connect with you on that kind of level of energy. So I'm really excited about today. I'm really excited about supplying some tools and tips and tricks um, and just moving forward with this energy. So let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. And uh, just saying, Samantha does um, lives on her Instagram and I'm always like making sure I'm tuning in when you do them. Um, like I said, cause you've connected me with some other women that you do your lives with and just love it. Love it. Absolutely. So before we kind of get into your coaching and astrology, um, just kind of going to get some questions about you, just kind of pick your brain a little bit. Um, sure. Uh, so Samantha, where are you from? I'm originally from California. I now live in Hawaii, but I was born and raised in California in Oakland, San Francisco Bay Area. And I recently moved to Hawaii, the big island, about a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's great. So do you have a lot of family um, with you now or? I don't. I, I, you know, I went on a solo journey with my son and um, we ended up going through this crazy energetic connection and he is actually now back in California and he's, he's developing a relationship with his dad, which is super, super important. Um, but I originally moved out here with my son. I was a single mom and I moved. I had no idea what I was going to do in terms of work. I had no idea where I was going to stay. I didn't really know a lot of people out here. And I made that gigantic leap of faith. And I feel now a year and a half later, I am absolutely flourishing and have been since I set foot on the Island. So Anybody who is struggling or having a challenging time and not sure if they're ready to make that leap of faith with whatever your passion project or whatever you're being called to do, please just go and do it. Just start somewhere because it's so liberating and very, very freeing. Well, I love you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, okay. So when is your birthday? So my birthday is September 3rd. I am a Virgo sun with a Sagittarius rising and a Leo moon. Ooh. Um, so we'll get into all the astrology stuff later, but um, absolutely. that was my next question. What's your sign? But um... <laughs> yeah, so Virgos are very clean and organized people. They rule health. Um, and as Jess said, we will absolutely get into all of those tips and tricks as we move forward. Yeah. Um, so do you have a nickname, Samantha, that you go by or? Um, I typically go by Sam for the people that feel really close and connected with me. Um, some of my clients will call me Sam. Um, but that's, I mean, growing up, I really, I, I, growing up, I really had a, a affinitive connection with Sammy spelled with an I. It was very cutesy. It was very, I like it. Blowy with a lot of people who knew me very well, or maybe were just getting to know me in terms of an ice breaking connection. Um, and since then I've developed into the nickname Sam. Okay. So I know that you're a spiritual person. Um, do you practice any type of religion or follow anything like that? So I was raised Catholic actually. And um, 
me having a Pisces Saturn, I've sort of split off into different belief systems and having kind of a, a different connection with each different religion or each different form of mantra or spirituality or meditation practice. Um, and I find that there's truth in all of them, which I know is a really famous quote. I can't remember who said it, but there is truth in all religions. And mm. throughout my journey of growing from Catholicism and then converting to just kind of a spiritual life um, and mm -hmm. setting that own pace of life, I've developed these informational bonds within each religion or spirituality practice. And I've found that there are exciting tools in all of them. Right now, I'm only practicing spirituality. And again, I feel like that just kind of comes back to being able to find or discover other new tools within each area of life. Cool. Well, I, I love that you're open to just seeing what all religions are about and just really educating yourself. Well, Hey, what is this? Like, you absolutely. Know. Knowledge <laughs> is power. Right. Um, so Samantha, is there a typical day in the life of the earth mother? Um, is there a typical day for you? What's going on in Hawaii? <laughs> oh, it's so interesting. I would say that every day is summer. And I think for where I live, every day is summer. But oddly enough, we actually have 11 out of the 13 climates on uh, the big island of Hawaii. So if you go up high enough to Mauna Kea, which is a, a tall mountain that we have here, it actually snows quite frequently. Um, so interestingly enough, we've got all of those different components. And you know, it, it's fun because it continues that adventure. Every time you take a drive, you know, you might start off sunny and then five minutes later you end up in pouring rain. And then 10 minutes after that, it gets really windy. And so there's constantly adventures and journeys that are being thrown into life. Um, and I'm really just appreciative of the spiritual connection that I have, um, knowing that all islands are considered connected to each chakra and aligned with that. Mm. So that's a really another, uh, that's another really interesting connection that I've found. Um, and I think the biggest probably attraction for me um, in moving to the Hawaiian islands, but a typical day in the life of me, I guess, oh gosh, I mean, really just flowing with, with whatever energy is there. You know, sometimes I have days where I am feeling the energy and I'm just super unmotivated and I'm like, okay, well, you know, we've got to take a rest day here. You know, this is mm -hmm. going to be for self-care. This is going to be for hot bubble baths and home-cooked meals and, you know, taking that, that time to decompress and rest. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm just really ready to, to go and I get a hundred things done in the day and it's fabulous. So um, really there's not a typical day, but I do, I do make sure that I, I have a lot of those self-care moments because they are so important. Yes. And I love that you brought up self-care. That's something also too, that I want to talk about later. Um, cause self-care is so important. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Samantha, so what is the name of your business? So it is the earth mother dash serene divination, and I'm hoping to move it to serene divination by itself. Um, and that'll probably look like probably three to five years down the line but it is the earth mother dash serene divination. So what are all the services that you offer your clients? So I try to make it really personalized to whatever life area or goal that has been set for that individual persona. 
Um, but I do offer monthly retainers where I'm able to meet with you once a week. We have 24-5 access. So instead of 24-7, it is 24-5, but I pick up my phone. We have unlimited email access. Um, and those are the big ticket items that I find people really um, being fully attracted to because it's so much consistency, right? So in one session, if you can imagine what a conversation looks like in 30 minutes and then think about the transformation that can happen over the time of a lifetime or over the course of a lifetime and being able to have a, have and or meet with a consistent coach and you're working on this specific, um, I guess, subject area, it would be um, mm -hmm. of study where you're learning to develop the, the depth and understanding it on a more simplified level. Um, so I really love my monthly retainers, but I do offer intro level services as well, known as my power calls. And that is the 30 minute call that I am talking about. That is again, a power call. It's an intro level. And it's really just to familiarize yourself with the practice and benefits of astrology um, and being able to ask any sort of questions that you might have, or that might come up about your specific chart. Of all the services you offer, do you have a favorite? Hmm. Well, that's a great question. I think <laughs> my favorite service would probably be the maximizing your energy okay. is an hour service that I offer. Um, and I think it's probably the one that you've had done. Um, but this one is really just based off of your three personal planets and those two units that are known to be um, encapsulated in those three personal planets. And that goes over your sun, your moon, your rising, um, and it really just kind of explores and opens up the possibilities of who you are, how you best operate, where your strength areas are, and what things that you can be working on in order to break karmic cycles or to clear blockages. What's your most popular service? What are people coming to you for all the time? What's your big ticket item? Yeah. So the monthly retainers are really popular. Um, and again, that's usually the second step after the power call. So the power calls are really great, especially for people who are still on the discovery journey of astrology, or maybe wanting to know what exactly is astrology, or what are the benefits that I can find within my chart? How do I read it? Um, those are the questions that oftentimes come up. But that next step is the consistency of being able to have a coach where you can call on, where you can ask, hey, should I do this yeah. business deal? Hey, can I do this? What is this energy looking like? Why am I feeling this way? And that is the big ticket item for me is those monthly retainers because they're just, they're absolutely fabulous and full of beneficial tickets. And they get access directly to you. It's not, they do. it's not, no, it's not someone through a third party, right? Mm -hmm. It's directly to me. And then they get, depending on which monthly retainer they choose, they get weekly horoscopes that are sent to them as well as a, a 12 chapter book full of this incredible guide on every, literally every single planetary alignment that you could imagine. Wow, cool. So how did you know that being, that creating your business, the Earth Mother was right for you, that you were on the right path? How did you know this was what you were supposed to be doing? Hmm, good question. Um, you know, I was a school teacher before this. I taught for about four or five years and I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being able to, one, work with children who are so close to that spiritual realm. Um, and two, being able to just see the, almost like the purity of a whiteboard vision for yeah. children who hadn't been 
um, you know, taught all these societal conditionings or societal rules. They were just these curious minds who really just wanted to learn and explore and discover. And being able to work with them so closely and then being able to look at their astrological alignments um, really just created a passion for me within that. But it originally started when my son was born about nine years ago tomorrow, nine years ago tomorrow. He was born oh, on 11, 11, 11, 11. Yeah. So he was born on 11, 11, 11. And that really just was a huge angel message for me and sparked my attention for sure. And um, that's when I really got into being able to study it. And then when I started to work with children on a, on a daily basis um, and, and getting in the flow of that energetic field, that's when I said, okay, well, and, and it's so funny because it hit right before COVID too. And that's when I made the decision to say, okay, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and go full fledged with this because this is something that's really been on your mind for almost a decade now and it's time. So that is how I knew. Um, and I feel like it was honestly just an energetic connection an energetic pull of, okay, it's, you know, it's time now we, we have to make this leap of faith because there are people that, you know, need to know these insights or, or there's, there's passions that you have yet to discover through giving these insights and or through making those connections with people. Wow. Awesome. So it was your work with children, really, that, you know, and, and it turned out to be the birth of your son that kind of, you said you had an angel message. Mm -hmm. um, what does that 111 represent? Like, what does that mean? Beautiful. Yeah. So when you put a one to, well, first of all, when we take one, just simplified as a single digit number, it's the I am, it's the Aries, it's the leadership, and it's a masculine energy. Mm -hmm. When you put ones next to each other, like 11s, they do form a doorway and a certain level of pillars. And so when we talk about those doorways between the 3D and the 5D, where that veil drops between the human experience and the spiritual realm, you have one foot in and one foot out. And so you're able to connect on a totally different level. Um, and it, it's interesting because he is a Scorpio, but he is very deep and he's very curious on levels that I don't know that I would have been at his age. Um, and so it's been phenomenal to be able to watch the different responsibilities, gifts and tools, things that he picks up and notice his natural gifts that kind of are starting to come out a little bit more, I think, because he's starting to accept them. But that 11, 11, 11 is really just a bunch of doorways and pillars into that spiritual realm. It's kind of like an energetic channel formed. Wow, cool. And so 11, 11, 11, it's like three doors kind of like. Major. <laughs> yeah, and then you talk about the Trinity, right? So those three doors oh. and then making a trine, right? And trine wow. in, as an aspect in astrological uh, planetary positions is like phenomenal it's like the best yeah. thing that you could get so you know I, he is my son I am a little biased but you know at the end of the day it is a really powerful position and that's I, I had to know more about it I had to discover and research more about it and that's that's really what sparked my total passion and interest in this field awesome love that love it um let's just jump into the astrology now let's just let's do it <laughs> because I got some questions but really, what does astrology mean to you? Oh, I love this question. So astrology to me, when I, when I describe it, it is the study of constellations and different planetary alignments, but more so and more complexly, it's the study of history, of numerology, of mathematics, and of science. And it's a combination of spirituality. And mm. when we think about spirituality, that has a definition within itself. 
And that's really just the energetic connection that you feel towards specific things or specific people. It's the energetic frequency that's matched. So if I had to explain astrology very simply, it is the study of stars and constellations and planetary alignments based off of history, numerology, mathematics, and science. So I was looking on your Instagram and you posted today that if I'm pronouncing this correctly, is it Chiron? Chiron? Chiron. Chiron. Okay. Chiron. Mm -hmm. The Chiron moves um, from retrograde to direct in Aries and mm -hmm. this placement will not be around for another 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of people are, especially a lot of people on this discovery journey who are getting acquainted with astrology for the first time, or maybe the first uh, of many times, they don't always look or notice or know to look for these dwarf planets or these different aspects that are not as widely talked about. You know, when mm -hmm. we talk about zodiac signs, we're always talking about, you know, Scorpio and Aries and Virgo, and everyone knows what their zodiac or their horoscope might be, right? That's very mm -hmm. general. But when we talk about dwarf planets, these are magnified areas of areas of life, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So okay. you could have an area of life like, I don't know, um, let's take let's take Venus, for example, Venus is all about love and money. Well, you could have a dwarf planet at a specific planetary alignment that magnifies a specific fear or challenge or strength somewhere in that uh, initial love and money energy. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So yeah. Chiron by itself is known as the wounded healer. So in Roman and Greek mythology, Chiron was a man who was a philosopher, he was a teacher, he was a healer of other people. And because he's ruled by the planet Virgo or the, the constellation Virgo, excuse me, he is known as the wounded healer, meaning he is of service, just like Virgos are. However, it took him some time to learn how to heal himself because he always gave so much time and effort and energy to other people. So when we talk about Chiron, it is a place of healing. And when we talk about it within Aries, it's a place of healing self. So any areas that you've kind of pushed under the rug or maybe haven't, you know, paid too much attention to or have neglected in some ways, or even fears about not being enough or around self-worth or your belief system within yourself, whatever it may be, these are now things that we're starting to heal and move through that healing process in order to reap the benefits and rewards. Wow, that's a lot of information. <laughs> it is a lot of information. Yeah. So quite simply, we're healing parts of ourselves. <laughs> wow. I'm just trying to like process this kind of, because when I ask someone, you know, what's your sign? We typically people identify with their sun sign, you know, right. oh, I'm a Libra. I'm a Gemini. I'm a Virgo, right. but you're not actually, you're a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if we if we take this all apart, very simply, your sun sign is who you are in a core value, and it's typically a mastery placement. It's typically the uh, sort of if you're looking at a corporate um, a corporate law firm, right? We can notice this as like the judge or like the boss or the CEO or the president of everything else. Your sun really is who you are, and everything else within your planetary chart are really just extensions and life areas that you exhibit certain qualities or characteristics within. 
And I had a um, birth chart reading done earlier in the year um, mm-hmm. by another astrologer. Mm-hmm. And I always knew I was a Libra sun. So uh-huh. I always knew that, but I had no idea. I'm an Aquarius moon mm-hmm. and I'm a Capricorn rising. So when I was digging more into my Capricorn, you know, I was, it kind of was starting to make sense of, of how I operate at work and like why, because Libras are, I guess, generally a little bit more relaxed, um, more tranquil, more kind of just laid back. I, I feel like that's kind of, but at work, you know, I'm like a crazy person. Like, I'm like, let's get it done. Let's get the structure going. And that's not really like who I am outside of work. And I was like wondering, mm-hmm. where is this like coming from? And I feel like it's coming from my Capricorn. Like, sure. Yeah, so exactly. So, and that's absolutely right. So when we talk about your son, this is usually a placement that comes out when you feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about your son in general, it's typically it typically comes out when you feel like you're around comfortable people or you're at home by yourself. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the sun and where it is with your houses in astrology, this is typically um, how you exhibit your comfort when you are at home or around comfortable people. But your ascendant or your rising um, sign, that comes out and it's, that's your Capricorn. That comes out when you're in a new or different or somewhat uncomfortable environment. It's usually your first reaction or your first response to whatever that environment may be. So whatever energy you're feeling from other people around you or that environment in general, um, that is usually your go-to. And it's because your ascendant is learning how to become a mastery placement like your son. And so there are still lessons that must be learned. And that is the main lesson and the main goal within this is to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's Mm -hmm. to really feel out what that energy is like when you feel uncomfortable and being able to ask yourself, well, why do I think I did this? Or what can I do to move forward? And things like this. So that's probably why your Capricorn, especially being such a hardworking sign, comes out a lot within work because it's, it's this energy that you're holding up in order to keep track of all the different responsibilities and to stay on task and to, you know, organize and do whatever it is you need to do in order to fulfill those responsibilities. Yeah. And I mean, really, it just like, once I found that out, I was like, oh, I'm something else. Like, there's just more than my sun sign. My mind was just blown. Like, totally. And now here's this whole new world. It's just crazy. So many connections. Yes. So what does it mean when you say in astrology, like a planet is moving into a sign, like Saturn is moving into Aquarius? Like what, what does that mean? Good question. So when we talk about Saturn, like a planet, and then we talk about it moving into a zodiac sign, those zodiac signs are a bunch of stars made up into a constellation, right? right? So when we talk about that planet moving in towards around that constellation, that is the energy that it is exhibiting. And there are many planets that are faster moving planets. And then you have the slower moving planets like Neptune that takes like 14 to 32 years to get around, you know, whatever it needs to in order to get into a new sign. So that constellation basically has an energy that it emits itself as well as the planet. And so when you put a planet with a constellation, that energy becomes something totally different. Mm. And that is either where you're working on your strengths, you're filling in your challenges, you're moving through blocks or whatever it may be. Um, that is the energy that emits from that planetary alignment. 
So it's like a mix of like that sign mm -hmm. with that constellation kind of type thing. Absolutely. And then wherever those planets are in the sky, if there's another planet that is um, exactly opposite, then that aspect would be known as an opposition. Ooh. If it is, you know, in a square, like it's at a 90 degree angle from that other planet, then that is known as a square. And we have trines, we have sextiles, and we have conjunctions. And these are all different aspects that the planets move through. And it's a way of communication. It's how the, the planets communicate with each other. So if you're looking at something like a square or an opposition, these mm -hmm. are really major, major karmic cycles that need to be broken. There's mm -hmm. a major lesson that needs to be learned. And it's usually a tough conversation to have with yourself because it is a little uncomfortable and there might be some fears or some um, raw identity beliefs about yourself of why you can't do this or why it's hard for you to move forward. But then you go into sextiles and trines and conjunctions and these transitions are a little bit more easygoing, but they can be so easy that sometimes their lessons and transformations can be so subtle that they go unnoticed. Mm. So it's really important to be able to understand the entirety of your, your chart and to be able to understand on a deeper level how they all work together and maybe why you're feeling something during a certain or specific time of the year and why you, you don't feel that any other time of the year, right? Because that can be kind of confusing. So when you understand how the aspects and the planets talk to each other, you're understanding the depth of yourself. Ooh, that's a good one. Thank you. Say that, say that again. <laughs> when you understand how the planets communicate with each other, you understand yourself on a whole new depth level. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks. And it's I'm true. So that resonates. Yeah. It's absolutely. true. Yeah. I mean, super true. <laughs> oh, I've seen you post things like saying, like, when you're talking about certain planets being at like a degrees, like, what does it mean when you're like Saturn is at one degrees or like Aquarius or like, what does that mean when it's like degrees? Right. Good question. So degrees are also known as orbs. So you might hear people refer to them as orbs or degrees. This is really just the planetary alignment for which it is in currently, if that makes sense. So there are about 29 degrees, not about, there are 29 degrees. It does not go any higher than that. Um, and the degrees are broken down into three categories of self-work, one-on-one relationships, and then a worldwide view. So depending on where that degree or that orb is, like if you have something between zero and 10 degrees, that's a lot of inner self-work. So if you see Saturn at one degree somewhere, that's an area of life that you're working on being a leader for yourself and showing that leadership to others through a specific challenge, through overcoming a specific challenge. So again, there's many, many different layers to it. Um, but if you take something like, let's say 11 to 20, then you get something like 16 and now you're learning to work with other people. Now it's no longer about just you. It's about how do you work with other people? How do you hold that patient energy? And how can you best communicate your truth and understanding what their truth is as well? And then you get to the higher degrees and that's all about where you fit in in the world and what your role is in humanity. So there's a lot of different um, degrees within life areas within planetary energetic frequencies. Like there's a lot of layers and yeah. that's why the consistency and the monthly retainers are 
absolutely fabulous and why they're so important for people who are trying to seriously get their stuff together and really commit to themselves and also to their goal and what they know their self-worth to be because it is that consistency where they are able to um, you know uncover some of this coding ask questions about you know what's going on with the energy and where they can pull their strengths tools from and just better understanding on a deep level because again I've studied this for nine years and there are still things that I'm discovering this is a very long journey and there are many layers. So if you can have somebody to work with you on a personal level and be able to break it down and explain it to you, it's golden. Yeah. And again, I just want to, you know, let the listeners know when you book with Sam, Samantha, the earth mother, you get her, you don't get someone else. You don't, you know, this, this is her in the flesh. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think virtual. You know, something, <laughs> right. And I think that things that set people apart um, for anybody is just the experiences that they've gone through in life. And I think that's something that sets me, you know, apart from a lot of other people is um, I like to play on my Virgo and my Leo a lot. So I will give you the truth, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have a problem. You know, there's no filter here with me. You will Love get it. the most authentic part of myself and it will come from a place of love and light and mm-hmm. you will not be sorry. I'm good at what I do. <laughs> she is good. And I think that's refreshing just to tell people how it is, you know, in a world right now where it's so commercialized, it's media, it's advertising, let's just be real. Like, hey, like this is in your chart and it's not going away. So what can we do to work with it? Right. And that's the other thing is the outlook and the perception that you have about your, you know, your chart, whether you've gotten it read before or whether you've done the research yourself and you've either heard or found negative quote unquote things about yourself, you should never be walking away from a reading thinking, oh gosh, I'm a crap person, or I have so many things that I have to work on because, you know, these, these are negative areas of my life. That's not how it works. At least that's not how my coaching works. And it shouldn't be how any coaching works. You should be walking away knowing that these parts of yourself that you don't necessarily like, but are learning to love and have compassion for are really good tools because it's an area where you're struggling. And so if everything was easy, then you would stay in a place of stagnancy and complacency. And that's just not your purpose. You're meant for something much higher than that. Yeah. And the birth chart for me just really brought so much clarity. You know, um, it really gave me like an aha moment of like, oh, wow. Like the feelings that I've been feeling are legitimate. And it's like finally clicking. Like, wow, I'm not just a Libra. Like, it's just... I know I keep saying that, like I was like mind boggled, but I, if you don't know, you just don't know. Like I know just... totally. Absolutely. Sometimes even when they ask people what their sun sign and they're, they're like, what, what is the sun sign? I don't know. <laughs> like, like just tell me when your birthday is. It's okay. It's all good. You know, people are on this amazing discovery journey. And I, I think that that's the best part is being on the discovery journey. And if you have someone to walk beside you, you know, that's, that's all the more better. And just be open to it. I mean, what do you think people, what do you think is the biggest misconception about astrology? Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest misconception or challenge that people face is I don't want to believe in it because I've read my horoscope before and it's not accurate. (laughs) I, I think that, I think that people come in with astrology knowing the bare minimum and maybe not having either the resources or a coach that goes in depth enough or spends enough time on a certain area to the point where people really think, okay, I'm made up of these basic parts. Well, I already knew that about myself. 
but there's so much more. So I think that the common misconception is just not having that depth level originally there to spark that interest. Right. So what are signs that vibe together and what are some signs that just don't vibe together? What a great question. Like get out of the room, get these two signs out of here before they fight or let's, let's put these two together because it's going to be good type. Like what are, what's your thoughts on that? Totally. So um, I think that there's not one or two signs that just don't work together at all. But I think there are some signs that have some definite challenges Mm -hmm. and that relationship will only work if those two people are both ready to commit to it. Um, So general rule of thumb is that water and earth go very well together. Um, If you take a look at the beach, that's a perfect example, right? Fire and air go really well together. And those are the four elements that we talk about. Um, And fire and air, when you blow on a fire or you open up a window and there's already a big fire, what's it going to do? It's going to build, right? So those are typically elements that will get along together. So if we're talking about what those elements are and how they connect and correlate with the signs, we talk about Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra being our air signs. They get along really well with fire signs, which again is Aries, uh, Sagittarius, and Leo. And then we go over and we talk about our water and our earth. Water signs are Scorpio, Cancer, and Pisces, and they get along very well with Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn. Uh, Two major signs, which is hilarious because this is actually me and my partner, two (laughs) major signs that I feel like do not get along at all are Scorpios and Leos. They have a very hard time getting along. The only reason that I feel like my partner and I vibe really well the way that we do, it's because Leo is my moon sign. It's my emotional well-being, whereas Scorpio is his sun sign. So it's a place of mastery already. So he knows how to be very, very patient with that energy. And Leo being the masculine and Scorpio's sometimes shoving their feelings down and not being so open to be able to express that 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 buildup can sometimes be an explosion. And so when that explosion happens, you get somewhat of a vibrational energy of Leo. So you kind of have like a Leo Leo going head to head there because that water turns into something totally different. Um, I've found that the two oppositions that work really well together are Cancer and Capricorn, which are uh, pretty much like the mother and father of planets. Uh, Mother being Cancer, she rules the breast and the stomach. And then Capricorn being the father, which is boundaries and rules and karma. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the other two oppositions that work really well together are Virgo and Pisces. As above Pisces, so below Virgo. Um, those typically will work very, very well together. Cool. Well, I love that because I'm a, I'm a Libra son and my fiance is a Leo son. So I got- Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Libra and Leo is a fantastic couple. Really? Fantastic. Yes. Very, very good. Absolutely good. I yes. can't wait to because, tell them that. Because Libras are, are a sensitive, a more sensitive air sign. I think mm-hmm. they take a lot more of that emotion in than mm-hmm. Gemini and Aquariuses do. Not that they're not as emotional. They just exhibit it a very different way. Yeah. And because Leos are fiery and passionate, again, you're going to get along either way, but they also rule the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. So as big and bold as they are, they have that warm, fuzzy teddy bear side to them as well. Yeah, I think too, one of the misconceptions I get about myself is, you know, I can come off kind of cold and um, just kind of disconnected and disinterested if I'm not vibing with you or the situation or just in general. But I feel so deeply, you know, sometimes that's almost like my defense mechanism is, you know, I'm just going to 
not uh, not respond, not acknowledge type thing. So interesting. Well, Libras also have a very um, high personal standards. They have very very high personal standards of themselves, but knowing that people love and and love and accept you for who you are. Yeah, I think that's why I think that's where that reservation comes from. Yeah, definitely. I have to be careful. You know, I mean, who you let in and and how much of yourself you let into someone. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some big changes coming up in the astrology world? Like, should we be preparing for something? Is there like a <laughs> shift coming up? Like what's, what's coming up that we need to prepare for? Ah, I love this. Yeah. We've got a bunch of big heavy hitters. So we have, I think the two biggest placements that I could talk about are the Saturn going into Aquarius, which we'll see for another two and a half years, which is going to be really big for you because Saturn just came out of Capricorn. So you've been through the ringer for the last two and a half years, making all these crazy adjustments and stuff. So you're actually now stepping into a new identity. That's what Capricorn is working on. And in the next two and a half years, we have Saturn, which is the ruler of Capricorn, our structure and our stability, moving into Aquarius, which is all about humanity and where people fit in humanity, what humanity should feel like, and the different transformational energies that we're going through with that. The other major one is Taurus and Uranus. And this is going to be a six-year transit. Um, Well, it's actually a seven-year transit, but we have about six more years. Um, But these are probably the two biggest ones I would talk about. Um, Saturn, because even though it's a shorter um, time span, it still has everything to do with both your internal and your external structure. So Saturn, to put it very simply, is basically your rule book. It's like your playbook. So Mm -hmm. when you're on a team and you've got the coach and everyone's huddled together and to figure out what your next play is going to be or how you handle that action or situation, that's Saturn. So Mm -hmm. that's a really big part and portion of you. It's almost as big as your sun. So that's going to be a really heavy hitter to be able to pay attention to. And I'm actually doing a webinar on that in December, which is exciting. So if you're, if you're wondering more about that and what your, what your Saturn is doing, I would definitely suggest signing up for that. I have not yet posted it, but please stay tuned because it will be coming very soon. The other one is Uranus. So Uranus is a generational planet. It takes 86 years to cycle throughout the entire zodiac sign. So it will be in Taurus for about six more years, and then it will move into Gemini. Hmm. So um, that is all about, you know, these eccentric ideas and almost changing the rules a little bit, which is why it plays so heavily into Saturn too. But it's, it's about eccentric ideas and changing up the rules in breaking cycles or patterns. And when you move through life and you feel like, okay, well, this area is really progressive, but this one, I feel like I always end up back in the same loop. That's where Uranus comes in because this is a higher spirituality vibration that is asking and encouraging you to break away from Taurus, which is a fixed sign and saying, okay, well, we don't always have to do it this way. There are other ways that we can learn too and other ways that we can elevate too. When we have that love and money fixed so closely with Libra and Taurus, because that's what it's ruled by is Venus. Venus rules Libra and Taurus. And you have this fixed sign thrown in there. You're basically saying, well, this Taurus fixed energy is all about keeping the patterns about familiarity around love and money, things that I know work for me and things that I know don't work for me keeping those all regular and keeping them set in stone. Whereas Uranus is trying to challenge you to change up some of that stuff so that you're not getting stuck in some of these same cyclical patterns. Mm-hmm. So those are going to be two, two major planetary alignments to look for. 
Wow. Well, that's <laughs> it's a lot of information and it's just a lot of stuff that's coming up. So I guess just stay tuned. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and it is a lot of information. And if, you know, if you're looking at uh, for, you know, a resource, Cafe Astrology is great. It'll give you about 30 different pages. You can go type in your own chart. Uh, if you want something to be a little bit more simplified, or again, you're looking for that personal touch, that's where I come in. And I, I basically simplify it to the, the fact of, okay, this is how it relates to you. This is how it does not. Here's what we're working on. Here's what we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how to best progress, to progress yourself in a forward moving direction of meeting that goal. So do you ever get nervous before a session or just before doing a coaching session or just before talking to someone about their chart? Good question. This is where the authenticity comes in. And I think it's so important for other coaches and other people that are in similar situations moving forward to hear from. Um, Yeah, I think that something I struggled with for a couple of years was being able to speak my truth. And that was really where I think I buried my Leo. Mm -hmm. And so when I get on coaching calls, or at least when I was beginning to start this business about a year or two ago, before it really took off, um, it was a lot of practice for me. It was a lot of introducing myself to people and feeling out what my flow is and feeling that confidence level within myself. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at a point where I don't really get nervous about coaching calls at all. I feel you know, like I, I know a lot of information. Like I said, I'm good at what I do, Yeah. but there are those questions that do make me think, you know, when a client asks me a question and I don't have the answer, first of all, it's absolutely okay to say, I don't have the answer right now, but I would like to get back to you with a Mm. more thoughtful answer. That's absolutely okay to say. I think that in certain situations, um, with specific clients, I do feel a little bit more nervous because I don't have the answer right away. But I also think that that has a lot to do with fiery energy, because mm. when you when you're talking about fire energy, those are people who want the return on their investment within the first five seconds. And so right. when they don't get that, and aka when I don't have the answer to be able to supply, that does require me to go inward and have a patience with myself. It really has nothing to do with the client um, with myself so that I can make a mm, check mark. Okay, we've got to go and look that up later so that I can get back to this client. And I do. I do yeah. get back to my clients. So you said about being your authentic self. What does it mean to you to be your authentic self? And why is it so hard for people to do that? Mm-hmm. This is a great question. <laughs> um, to be your authentic self, I feel like means to embrace and embody all qualities and characteristics of yourself, whatever that might be. So if you are somebody who is afraid to um, I don't know, wear a bunch of bright clothing because you don't want to be the center of attention. You don't want to be noticed in a big crowd. You kind of just want to fly under the radar. Wear some bright clothing <laughs> and get over it because you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start somewhere. And so for me, that authentic self of when you do wear that bright clothing, and this plays a big part into our Black Moon Lilith, which is a point in the sky that holds all of our fears and our traumas. When you do go out and be that authentic part of yourself and wear that bright clothing and people judge you or you hear those things, that's the final exam part of moving through that karmic cycle. That's, I know that this sucks right now, but are you brave enough to stand alone? Mm. That is the authentic self. When you can embrace and embody all of those parts of yourself. And again, like I had talked about before, 
even the parts that you're learning to like and have compassion for and have a love for, um, even when you get annoyed or frustrated in those emotionally heightened situations. What was the second part of that question? Why is it so hard for people to be their authentic mm. selves? I think it's hard for people to be their authentic selves because of the fear of judgment. And this plays a huge part into our identity, which is very much ego-based. And when we talk about psychology and even spirituality, and we bring in those different components, we talk about the ego identity, one, ego being in charge of um, the sun. The sun is where we find a lot of our ego. Again, it's a mastery placement, so we feel very confident in it. Um, but again, that identity is made up of a collection of thoughts. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts are not necessarily our own. A lot of those thoughts come from our fifth grade teacher. A lot of them come from our parents. A lot of them come from toxic relationships or yes. friendships that didn't work out. And that's not really who we are. They're just these collection of thoughts and judgments about ourselves that we over time begin to take on yeah. as ourselves. And because we now identify with this specific kind of person that is not actually us, we feel like there are limitations because we are not going to fit into that box if I start to experiment in this life area, or if I start to do different things over here. And so because you're put into this box, you've got to find a way to step out of the box. And that's, again, a huge reason why we're going to want to be paying attention to the Saturn Aquarius, because what is Aquarius? Aquarius is humanity. So again, where are you redefining what your role is in humanity? Where is that new identity taking place? And how are you stepping into your own? Wow. I mean, and what I got, and what I got from that is, you know, why is it so hard for people? You know, you just, you said your ego, man. I mean, he just gets in the way. He, um, I saw a, a meme the other day and it said, um, your ego is not your amigo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, but it, it is an important, it, it, that's totally true. And it is important to pay attention to your ego in that sun because we are, and I think many people forget this, we are spiritual beings mm -hmm. living a human experience, not the other way around. And so when we talk about what this ego mentality is, that's the human experience. When we move through those trials and tribulations and we understand what those lessons are trying to teach us, that's when we move through that human experience and we start to break those spiritually karmic cycles. Wow. I love that. And I think, I think our listeners will love that too. And I really hope this resonates with some of you guys. I mean, cause it's resonating with me. It just all the feels. So <laughs> totally. I'm so glad. So wrapping up here, I know that we were going to talk about self-care too. What is your favorite form of self-care? Ooh, I like this one. <laughs> uh, my Leo is a really hard worker, but always enjoys cat naps. I think cat yeah. naps are great. But I also think it's really nice to just kind of be with yourself in silence or with some maybe soft meditation music. Um, you know, you kind of go through those teenager moments where you stare at the ceiling or you stare at the wall right before writing a term paper and you're like, ugh. I know I got to do stuff, but mm -hmm. this is so much more interesting. Why? Because <laughs> I'm super spaced out. So if we do this as, a, as adults, it's kind of like momming ourselves. It's giving our moon exactly what it needs. It's mothering, it's nurturing, it's sensitive, and it's caring and compassionate. And so when we can give ourselves that quiet time of silence or that stillness of mind, or even just laying on a bed and listening to some quiet meditation music, for me, that's really soothing, along with like an Epsom salt bath, 
um, yes. or something with essential oils that is very, very detoxifying. That That's the perfect combo for me. Yes. Love it. And so what would you say to someone who says, well, Samantha, I don't have time for self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would say that you need to set a new pace of life. Um, your pace of life is determined by you. And again, it's determined by that identity that we've held on to for so long of, you know, society telling us, well, you've got to work this many hours in order to have this kind of income. And that's just not true. There's so much more to it. And if we want to be able to travel the world or only work once a week, we can absolutely do that. We just need to go into business for ourselves. And that means that we need to figure out what what our passion project is and how to best utilize the tools that we have. I love that. And I hope that everyone here listening, you know, follows their passion project and aligns themselves with their passion. And, you know, I hope that Samantha has inspired you all just as she has inspired me, just doing her thing, making it work and just like no, no BS about it, you know? Totally. No filter. I love what I do and I'm very, very passionate about it. And I hope to work with some of you guys because it would be an honor to be able to have that energetic connection. Yay. So Samantha, where can people find you on social media? Okay. Grab a pen and a pencil and a piece of paper. It is www.theearthmother-serenedivination.com. And I will also make sure that when I'm posting everything about the podcast on social media, I will make sure I um, include the website and your Instagram handle. Um, Where can people find you on Instagram? Ooh, the earth mother 44. That's me. Yay. So Samantha, anything else that you just want to get out there? Any closing messages for us or just anything that you wanted to say that we didn't touch on or? Yes. You can have anything that you want, anything that you desire, anything that you wish. When you tell yourself that you can't, you are staying complacent and you are staying within a stagnancy that is not meant for you. You should always explore your higher purpose because there is a higher purpose meant for you and it's just for you, so own it. Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Samantha. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Jess, for having me on. I appreciate it. Aloha. Aloha. You just listened to an episode of the podcast, Just Saying. Stories and experiences meant to connect people with information to enlighten. Stay tuned for new episodes on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts.